We welcome you to the Romantic Truth Podcast. The content of this podcast is intended for an adult audience due to the nature of sensitive subject matter and topics. Share the experience of Romantic Truth with friends on Google, CastBox, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Radio Public, Breakers, Apple, or any other podcast platform. Just type in Romantic Truth in the search and subscribe. Now, here is the host of Romantic Truth, Jowson. Hi everyone, Jowson with you here, Romantic Truth. It is December 11th, 2021. I hope all of you are doing well. Let's talk about a few things here, folks. I'm going to talk to you and ask a question. You can respond, anchor.fm, backslash romantic truth, backslash message. Is it possible for men and women to be platonic friends? Let's talk about this. First off, something I want you to understand. More often than not, women designate a man as a friend before a man will do that to a woman. Now, here's the thing. A woman may feel as though this man, after she tells him this, will self-appropriate. In other words, he would understand, he would go into his lane, uh, he will not pursue her anymore. We know that's not true. However, some women feel as though that's adequate enough for him to lose interest and for him not to pursue her anymore. The problem for many men, they've been rejected so much in different capacities that to them, they take a rejection as a challenge. Now here's something that parallels because women do the same thing there's some women out there if a guy rejects her he's not interested she takes that as a challenge to win him over this is a big mistake this will get a restraining order put against you this could probably get you hurt let's go into this a little bit deeper Take for instance, ladies, you have to pick up the letter when it comes to men. You can choose what kind of man you want. You can choose him by his height, his hand size, feet size, penis size. You can go down the list. You could discriminate, have preferences on anything in the world. Now, if he does that to you, he may be considered a bad guy. In the last podcast, I talked about women who didn't know about their control. And a lot of times, those were the women that wound up chasing a rabbit. But what you're dealing with here is a different type of situation. There's some of you, your ego and your narcissism is so great that if someone says no to you, that's a challenge oh no you're not going to disrespect me like that there are actual people who believe that if 
They want a man in a relationship and he does not want her. That he's disrespected her because she didn't get her way. See, this word respect is ambiguous. It means different things to different people. Some people are so insecure that disrespecting them is to look at something that they've done as stupid. Like putting studs in their head and then having spikes at the top. You take a look at them and see what the hell was that? Oh, you're disrespecting me. This is the security blanket for insecure people. This is the reason why they turn around and want to fight. They want to confront you. Now, here's another thing you have to understand too. These people, these women, that don't take rejection lightly, could be the cat's meow, the prettiest woman in the world. See, it doesn't matter about beauty. See, we usually think of a woman that's pursuing a man because she was rejected by him as being ugly, fat, or whatever. Makes us feel better to say those things. Out of sight, out of mind. But the reality is she could be a very sharp, gorgeous, and loving lady on the outside. But be an insecure little girl on the inside. She's always had what she wanted. Now it's this handsome man that she cannot get. And so what she tries to do is to shame him first. You mean you're going to turn down all this? What's the next thing? In the old playbook, he's got to be gay. Then they'll go so far as to say, oh, somebody must have touched you. Then they'll go and say, oh, well, you don't want me. You want another woman of a different race. Anything that they hope will stick to get the guy's attention. And the fact of the matter is, he doesn't really care for her. It could be the way she's built. Because we discriminate too, ladies. But we discriminate on another level also. A lot of you think that you pass the test just because you pass the physical requirement. That's a given. The majority of women try to pass their requirement. Many of them do it very well. The difference is we look for content. We look for character. We look for substance. We're not looking for an emotional wreck. We'd never tell you that. Now, The man that has something to lose, the good man that has something to lose, he's not going to deal with you, no matter how fine you are. If you're messed up internally, he's not going to take that risk. Because he knows it just takes one slip up and he's stuck with you. He would leave that for your low-hanging fruit. Those people that are patronizing you. Those people you could be condescending to those people that are blowing smoke up your behind and gaslighting you. Those are the people that you lord over and can control. And those will be the people who will try to sleep with you. 
Now, let's first look at the guy. Let's say that there's a guy that this lady is really into. She's got all the physical attributes, but the guy's not interested. He's interested in another woman. Now, some women will reposition themselves as his friend deliberately, but they look at it on a temporary basis. In other words, they look at it from the standpoint they'll be his friend now and they'll go through a conversion to a lover later. Men usually designate women as friends and keep them there. That's the way it goes. And the reason being, we try to make it where you would not be interested in us. We call you little sister. We call you cousin. We call you niece. If you're older, we'll call you auntie. We'll call you mom. What we're doing is we're applying a form of familial distance to you. And so what this means is that when we call you these names, most women, they're offended when it comes to incest. So it's by design that we do this. And we have no interest in you. You can walk around the room naked. We have no interest in you. Now, there are guys out there that will screw you just on that basic principle, just because you're a naked female. But the guy who has something to lose is going to be very skeptical because he knows if he sleeps with you and gets you pregnant, the course of his life has changed for the worse. He already saw something in you he didn't really feel comfortable with. That's the reason why he's not with you. Now, let's go on. There are some of you that feel as though the personal rejection is personal. Now, with women, they can personalize that rejection against a man and use it as a weapon. Yeah, well, if you were tall, I'd date you. What the hell is he going to do? Put on stilts? Put those little elevator... Um, things in the heels of his shoe. So she's already made a determination and the guy feels as though, damn, she personalized that rejection against me. And some men take it from the standpoint she rejected me, but she also rejected my genetics, my family line. She disrespected my mom and my dad. This is how you get those people that think a little bit too much into it this is how you get the stalkers. This is how you get people that really feel as though it was so personal that they were singled out from everybody else in the world. They're not thinking about the fact that you rejected other men in the past. They're just focused on them. See, this is the era of feelings, unfortunately, in America and throughout the world. You know, ever since Donald Trump was in office, what we saw, and I'm not blaming Trump for this at all. I blame the people who react. When he was elected president, we started seeing all of these people come out, even the, the crazies. AR-15s, talking about 
succession, all of this other stuff. And so what happened? As an adverse effect, the left came out with their whole thing. And now what has happened is it's become an emotional orgy in this country. People are led by their emotions more they are than their critical thinking skills because critical thinking skills in America has lacked for decades. Why do you think we have to bring in so many people from different countries in order to take on some of the higher paying jobs? Because we get caught up in our feelings and sidetracked having families when we don't supposed to because we can't afford them. Going to jail for stupid things that make no sense. Taking on a job early in life where we have to work our way up to a certain salary by age 40 when we could have probably started out with that as a starting salary at age 21 after college. That's the problem. So what we're dealing with with this era of emotions, we're dealing with a time when people are very sensitive. So ladies, when you call a guy a friend, you usually mean it, and he is not gonna ever have a chance in hell of ever being with you. And what he's gonna do is gonna camp out, just like some women do. And so what's gonna happen? He's gonna become that dutiful friend a lot of times. Sometimes that three o'clock guy. And he, he's gonna do anything and everything for you. He's gonna be with you as a friend through bad relationships. He's gonna be that male reference that you call to find out from a man's perspective on things. He's gonna do all of that because he still wants to sleep with you. See, you have already put that to bed about sleeping with him. He hasn't. His dick is still getting hard every time he's around you. He's still thinking about the positions he'd like to put you in sexually. And here's the thing. You know that if this guy ever got a hold of you in the bedroom, oh, he's going to do some demonic shit to you. That's the way it is. And this is the reason why, fellas, many of these ladies, when they put you as that friend, they try to distance themselves from you. And some of them use the same technique as men do. Oh, he's my play brother. He's my play friend. They're going to put a title on it. And it's usually an infantile type title. Because what she wants to do is to marginalize you a little bit more. She's not going to call you her big brother, her real life big brother for the most part. She usually puts play in front of it. And the reason for that, she wanted to be known that you're not related to me, but you're somebody that I want to make sure that's far enough from me where there's no possibility. You could be someone that I would bring into the fold of the family. And he'll accept that because he's just like a shark in the ocean, just waiting. He wants to see you naked. So he becomes the girlfriend with the penis. 
he's listening to you, he's going shopping with you, he's holding your purse. He's doing all of these things because see, what he wants to do is to become a non-threat to you. It's like the same thing that they've done in Hollywood with a lot of black male actors along with others. We will go and feminize him to a point where he is not threatening. Have you ever noticed on some of these films, they have these big, buff, dark guys who are gay or who are playing the role of a gay person and they're straight? They're marginalizing these guys. Non-threatening. Neutral. Now, let's go on. As we look at this, and I want to shout out to Mike and Denise and Deborah for your shows. It's okay to use my content because you have used it. I'm not a stickler of it. The only thing I say is just, if you're going to use the show, the show is copyrighted. Just want to let you know that. But it's okay to, you know, talk about it, but you got it from the resource. I appreciate it. But here's the thing. When it comes down to this friendship situation, the guy is sitting there watching you go through these different boyfriends, the up and down, the crying, the distraught nature of yourself. And what he's also doing is he's keeping a mental note of all of these ups and downs. Because see, at some point, when he thinks he has his chance, He's going to unload on how you have poor judgment on men and that kind of thing to make you feel guilty. And that's the low watermark he's going to use in order to try to sleep with you. But he's only going to do this when you are completely vulnerable. Because even though you think that he's happy for you to be in this relationship, no. He's hoping that that guy breaks your heart so badly that he has a shot at you. I see, as long as he has that, he feels as though, hmm, I still got a chance to be in charge or be in control. Now, here's the thing. If you're a woman and you have a male friend, and that male friend's platonic, and he's not always under you in the sense of um, he's not always in your space but you kind of like the guy but the thing is you like him in a way where you want to kind of put him in that zone just so that you could feel him out and bring him through the metal detector of vetting to see whether or not he's the right guy The only problem with that, ladies, is that he's not going to stay single just for you long. He's not just going to stay around you just because you're trying to make a decision. He's going to move on and get with other women. Now, here's the thing for you. Some of you will get to a point that you're like him and you'll say, you know what, the only thing I have to do is give him some pussy and that will bring him back to me. Now, that's a one-hit wonder. 
because once you do that, yeah, he'll come back for you, but he may just come back for you just for that and still pursue this other woman. So it's best to communicate what your intentions are. If you're planning on being with him, just say, hey, we'll be friends, but we can go out and we can do these things and we can take it slow and see how things progress. But if you want these women that put him in the friend zone, but yet you're still pulling him up every once in a while to go here and go there, and this is the distinction from the other guy that you have put in the three o'clock position. With him, you don't ask him for anything. He volunteers. You've made a definitive judgment that you did not want to be with that man. But yet, he's going to still try. And it becomes very tempting for you because you may want to use him because he's so docile, very obsequious. And you're at that point where you say, damn, you know, if I was a dog, I could run over this guy. I could take care of him. I could take everything he has. He'd take care of me for the rest of my life. But I'm not into him. The only time, ladies, you'll be into that guy is if you, the bottom of your world falls absolutely through the floor. I'll put it to you this way. The only thing that would be on the face of this earth that you would not fuck would be an animal that's not a human. That's where you would be before you got with this guy. And then you'd put that into question. Maybe the animal would be better than him. But you've made a determination that you didn't want to be with him. And no, I'm not promoting bestiality or nothing like that. What I am just doing is illustrating a point of how repulsive this guy would be to her in that capacity. That would just be like breaking the glass to get the axe out to help stop the fire. He's that axe behind the glass in the downstairs basement of a building as a last resort to save everyone. Okay, now, what are some other things? When it comes to some of you ladies going for men, I tell you what, we're going to talk about that in the next segment. putting a friend zone by a man. At first you may be shocked because she's used to turning men down because it's easier for her to pick and choose the best. It goes bruised a little bit. She likes this guy. And so now she's going to make herself available just like many men do. And she's going to be super nice, maybe cooking for him, maybe taking care of his cleaning, coming over, washing his dishes, washing his 
folks. I know you guys, get your mind out of gutter. Clothes. And what she's trying to do at this point is put herself in a utilitarian position, an essential position of need for him. Now, at this point, she's going to find comfort in his presence. And he's like, well, you know, she's like, she's doing the dishes and everything. Well, that's good. Um, we'll go out to dinner. We'll go out to the movies. Now, when guys do this and allow her to become comfortable in his environment, she as well becomes comfortable with him. So it gets to a point where she's interpreting this as a relationship. He's just looking at it as a friendship. He hadn't slept with her. She's been walking on eggshells because she knows if she tries to go for it after he's already told her no, she doesn't have a chance. But he likes some of the things she does for him because she's doing just enough in order to not be threatening and also enough in order to still be relevant. She's not pushing it. And so what she may decide to do is to change up the way she dresses. A little bit sexy to see if he's interested. And that doesn't work, so she goes back to her normal way of dressing. The reason being, a lot of times she gets out of her comfort zone. And she's only doing it for someone she really cares about. She won't do it to any other guy. And so, at this point, she finds out that she can't spend so many nights over sleeping on the sofa. Now, for some of you guys, you're probably saying, man, you crazy. Ain't no man thinking like that. They do. The reason being is because of one fundamental issue. They know that if they start up something with this woman, they would never get out of that relationship and possibly not out alive because she's so insecure and so possessive and so unstable to a way, to a point where she's going to try to do the right thing. But now what he's done, he's let her embed herself into his life that way. So here's the thing. She may take comfort in being in proximity of him. And the next thing she want to look at is getting some sort of control. Now, she doesn't want to control him because she knows she'll blow it. But what she wants to do is control access to him, which is far more powerful. You know, it's just like you could have a president of the United States. But who's the most powerful person? The chief of staff. That's where she wants to be. So, she'll be the female giving him an opinion on this woman that he's trying to pursue. And of course, the one thing she has in her back pocket is, I know his weaknesses. I know his strengths. So, I know how to get to him. And so, he may choose this woman to start dating. And she'll fall into that capacity of that familial friend that we like to always classify little sis 
and little sis doesn't really like this lady. Yeah, she just seems like she'll use you. Mm-mm. No, we ain't going there with her. And so, the woman feels uncomfortable that this young lady is hanging around. So she tells the guy, hey, you know your friend? You need to put some distance between the two of you. Now, what will usually happen, she'll talk to her woman to woman at some point and tell her, you need to back off. He's my man. You're just his friend. Now, what she'll probably do from that is to play the victim. She's hurt. She calls the guy up and tells him, your girl was mean to me. I don't think she's the right choice for you. She may even embellish it, start lying about the woman, whatever. But now, that woman's a mark. And with this, she may choose to try to sleep with them. I'm talking about the friend, not the new woman he's trying to impress and razzle and dazzle. Most guys will sleep with this woman because she's going to put it on and make it easy for him. And they have different ways of doing it. She may have a girlfriend that she may find or may know very well and give him a threesome. But she's going to lay it on thick. Because here's the thing. Once she slept with him, then she feels as though she has equity. And then, don't be surprised if she comes out and tells the other woman that he's pursuing. We've been sleeping together. To discourage her. And nine times out of ten, if he's pursuing a woman, and another woman tells her that he's sleeping with her, nine times out of ten, she's not going to hang around. She's going to skedaddle. If this happens the first time, she realizes how much control she has. And she's going to leverage that control in other parts of this man's life. The next thing she will probably do, ingratiate herself with this family. Unpronounced to him, she's going to start a PR campaign with the family. Where she's looking out for him, she's got his back. She may start on social media, chatting with him, strike up a relationship with him, so that by the time holidays come around, Thanksgiving, Christmas, the family's already invited her over for the holidays. And he's going to be put under pressure to bring her. And at this point, he's going to be a little threatened by her. But he's going to also realize that he probably can't get rid of her as easily as he thought. Because now the family has co-signed. And they're going to make suggestions about them getting together and them getting married. 
And she's going to, of course, be rather honest and say, oh, no, you know, we're friends. And by doing this, it gives him comfort in knowing that he's not under that pressure with her. But what she's done is transferred the pressure from her onto his family to put it on him. See how that works? So mom and dad now are pushing him to get married, pushing him to start dating her. She doesn't have to do anything anymore because she got to the court. Now, another thing these women will do, they will start establishing constituencies with your friends. Let's say you go to the sports bar to watch the teams play, the Falcons or whoever. Well, one of those days, she may show up by herself, deliberately. She's fraternizing with the guys. The guys are trying to make their little beard and move on her. And she kind of lets them know in a way that she's with him, even though he's not there. And so now these guys start to realize that, oh, you know what? Well, it looks like uh, old boy is going to be kind of occupied. And so the friends kind of fall back. Because at this point, what she's done is let it be known that the two of them are very close. Now, she probably wouldn't say that they're dating or a couple. But what she's going to do is give them the insinuation that they're in a relationship and let them put together the puzzle. And so, as men, what we usually do when a dude is with his woman, we kind of give him the space so he can go and do his thing. And this is what happens. So now she's isolated him from his friends. But here's the interesting thing. Usually these women will build alliances with these guys. Because, see, her goal is to make sure that she's also liked by them. So if they were to break up, he has more peer pressure from his friends and his family. So she's walling him in. Now, there's a group of people she always has in her corner, and those are those girlfriends. Cheerleading squad. The ones that would make him feel like crap. But she's going to say, put that on back burner, save that for later. So she's boxed him in politically. Fellas, this is what happens to you a lot of times. and don't, You don't even realize it. Before you know it, you're a daddy and you're with somebody you don't even want to be with. I'm telling you, some of these women that really want you, this is the link that they will go through to get you. No matter how attractive she is, no matter how ugly she is, no matter how fat she is, no matter how whatever. Because see, what it comes down to is that insecurity and that low self-esteem and also that, that sphere of narcissism that pops up when people go down to that bottom. That sense of entitlement. They all work in conjunction. Now, let's look at it from the male's perspective. 
pursuing this woman. Now, she has a lot more control over him than a man will allow. Oh, and by the way, there's another uh, component to this when it comes to the woman pursuing a male like this. Just to add on so that you'll understand this. She can always use the leverage that she's offered him sex and he wouldn't take it. He turned it down to put his sexuality in question, to put his sexual orientation in question. Now, she could spread this around to the family, friends, and her girlfriends. In other words, she's putting him in a corner where he would have to prove his masculinity by being with her intimately. Now, let's go on to the other side of the equation here. See, the woman, when the guy's pursuing her and she classifies him as a friend, he has a lot less control. He's at a total disadvantage. Now, some of these women will go so far as to take lessons they just broke up with their boyfriend. Boyfriend just left them for another woman. They may feel horny one night and they're tired of the vibrator. And they may have that guy come over and the only thing she wants him to do is to eat her out. This is the kind of control these women will have over these guys. She'll call the guy over, answer the door butt naked, have him to massage her, and the minute he tries to make a move, he's out the door. In other words, these women tease these men a lot. And of course, this gives the guy mixed messages. I came over and I'm your friend, but I got between your legs, but you wouldn't let me put it in. And she's like, no, mm-mm. And then what happens, he will accept those situations thinking that at some point, I'm gonna be able to get what I want. And this is where you have to be careful, guys. Women like these are dangerous because what they do, everything that they do with you intimately, if she's put you in that friend zone in that three o'clock position where she only calls you up when she needs something, at this point, she's using you. And to reward you on occasion, she may let you do things to her that another man uh, would not probably do, that she was interested in. So there's no reciprocation whatsoever. So take for instance, she says, I want a pizza at two o'clock in the morning. You go get the pizza, you pay for it, you deliver it to her place. She may answer the door in a house coat, prop her leg up, let you lick away, and then send you out the door. She's doing just enough to keep you interested. And in a certain way, it's enough in order to not allow you to feel like you're being used when you are. Because now, here's the thing. She knows at any point if you decide to take advantage 
and penetrate her or do anything to her. She has the option to ruin your life. The only thing she has to do is say rape. And you're done. These are women who play that game. And this makes other women look bad. See, when we talk a lot of times, we like to talk in generalizations. Nothing's wrong with that. Generalizations are based on a majority of behavior. I wouldn't say that this is a majority of women, but I would say that there are a lot of women who have this tendency. And the thing is, you don't know. Because some people have never got to that point where they can exercise this practice with someone. There are a lot of women that have never been in a situation where a man pursued them so much that he's willing to give up his integrity, his morals, and everything else just to pursue her. But there are women out there who encounter these kind of guys. I know a lady that was in a situation similar to this. This guy would literally do everything in the world for her. And I'll never forget, <laughs> it was really sad. She told me, you know, she says, well, he's been hitting me for sex and everything. She says, but what I did, I let him do me anal, but I wouldn't let him go in my vagina. And I was like, okay, don't you think you're sending the wrong message because now he's going to come back and try. She said, no. She said, that's going to satisfy him because he doesn't want to blow it. No shame in her game. That's what she was dealing with on the regular. But she had so much control over this man, it was pathetic. He damn near lost his job over her one time. She had missed a flight going to San Diego from Los Angeles. She just told him this over the phone. Don't you know he left his job, picked her up, and drove her down to San Diego. And the only thing she did was have dinner with him. And he drove his ass right back up to Los Angeles. Because they know what the measure of power they have over that person. And when they do, they manage it. And she once told me, she said, managing weak men like that is just like manipulating a puppet. You can make them do whatever they need to do based on your desires. And this very guy, just like what I'm telling you folks, he would endure her being with other men, going out on dates, being on the phone, listening to her. And she controlled when he could come over, when he couldn't, what he did, what he couldn't do. And I asked her one day, I said, you like that sense of control. She says, yeah, I admit I do. She says, because when I was growing up, I couldn't control the men that I was dating. I couldn't control some of the men in my family that took advantage of me. She says, but I can control this. And some women use this as payback. 
not because of who he is personally, but because he's of that person in the gender that violated her at some point. Now, these people, both men and women, will actually co-sign for whatever position this person may have. Take, for instance, this person gets locked up. We'll say they got caught for drunk driving. These people pursuing them, they're the people that will go to court and pay their bail. Now, I know what you're thinking. Some of you are saying, these people are damn fools. Are you crazy? But guess what happens? They get so focused on being in love with this person that they do things like this. Their logic goes out the window. And what happens, their emotions take over. Because, see, they envision themselves with that person, even though that person cannot envision themselves with them. And they're going to try to make it as comfortable as possible for that individual that does not have a problem being with them in a relationship or in a minute. one thing that these people know for sure and I'm talking about the people who are being pursued by these folks that if they ever allow that person to be in full control in other words to be in the relationship with them officially they know that this person will be the last person they would want to have power in that relationship that other 50% of that power because the problem is that person would go overboard with it and they know it now what do most people do call the person a friend don't call them anymore lose their phone number that's it in the story the problem for many people is that you have that element where you think okay well I'll just keep them around just in case later on, who knows what are some of the overtures that spark their interest take for instance you're a lady you turn this guy down you call him a friend then you go out and you have a birthday party you decide to invite him to the birthday party along with the rest of the folks now you're thinking it's just going to be a jovial time because this guy hadn't really hassled you or nothing like that. And then he may think, oh, I have a shot at being with her. Let me see. I'm going to go to this party. And I'm going to check out that relationship and see how sturdy it is. Again, you're dealing with a person with low self-esteem. A person who's weak. Emotional. Because the one thing they never addressed is the fact that they have low self-esteem. So, that's their companion. They go to the birthday party and they observe things and they see 
Okay, they seem to be pretty happy. And so since I can't get with her because everything is going well, who is one of her friends that's the closest person to her? So he's on the prowl for that single person that's got proximity to her. We'll say he starts up a conversation and arrange where they can go on a date. So he has one of her friends now. His ears are open, listening to everything pertaining to what's going on with old girl and dude. Finds out there's some cracks in the arm knows he still may have a chance and usually <clears throat> at this point he's not looking for love from that other woman what he's looking for is just to have sex with her because he didn't like being rejected just like a child that was told to sit down in the classroom feels rejected now He's not going to confront the other guy that she's with. None of that stuff. He's going to go on with this relationship. But here's what he's going to do differently. He's going to treat her better. Or try to one-up. The woman who's in a relationship that he actually admires. So even though he's with her friend. Her friend's going to get treated like royalty. Put them on par. They start to hang around the same circles. They start going to the same parties. And now, he can keep an eye on that situation. But he already knows he's been rejected one time. The only thing he wants to do is to catch her at a moment when she's weak and he can sleep with her. Ladies, let me tell you something. This is how a lot of men wind up cheating on you to be in a relationship with you and you know I always tell you about men cheat out of opportunity and an opportunity could be hey I'm just waiting for her to start crying one night where she's really sad and I'm going to try to tear that ass up I know I won't be able to keep it because she's in a relationship and because emotionally she's in a dude but I can catch her at that weak moment. And this is the way they will think. And so if he has an opportunity to sleep with her, he will. And once he's done that, his woman will see that she was the objective. And he can always come back and say, she meant nothing to me. By the way, women do the same thing to men. A friend of mine one time had a girlfriend. And there was this lady that had always wanted to be with him, but really couldn't. He sold cars for a living in Los Angeles. Over there, Felix Chevrolet. And his friend, this lady, would always uh, come in and act like she wanted to buy a car. 
And I found it kind of ironic, this woman's driving around in a Cadillac, trying to talk to somebody about buying a Chevrolet. And he kept kind of, you know, telling her, hey, you know, not right now, maybe later, you know. But he was just stalling because he was just starting up with this other lady he was dating. Well, eventually, he decided to go out on a date with her. He went on this date, and she made it a point to tell everybody they were a couple. She told some people they were engaged. She went and just spread all these different lies out because she really liked the guy. But he wasn't really into her. He was just doing her a favor, so he thought. So he goes back to the other woman that he's trying to pursue. And then it got to a point where the other woman said, hey, there's something I need to talk to you about. He was all ears. She says, who's this person contacting me? Asking me all these questions about our relationship, etc., etc." He says, wait a minute. Who's contacting you? his girl during the time that they were going out that evening she had the opportunity to get some information she wasn't supposed to from him he had an address book and back then you could write your names address and everything on a little address book what he didn't notice was when he went to the men's room, it fell out of his corner pocket, out of his side pocket. What this woman did was wrote down the numbers on a napkin. And when he got back, she said, you dropped this. And she put the napkin in her purse. She had called everybody on that address book that she could get the numbers from. And she couldn't get all the numbers, but she got a good percentage. And this girl was like, well, she didn't leave her name, but she was asking me all kind of questions. He knew something was suspicious, and he asked her about it. She played dumb. He didn't think much of it, kept on going. As he did so, the calls got more threatening. And so eventually, this lady played back, because back then they had answering machines. And she played it back, and he heard it, and he knew whose voice it was, and he confronted her about it. She denied it. And then eventually, she just told him straight up that she loved him. is what got him. She told him, you can quit your job. I'll take care of you. I'll make good money. And unfortunately, he fell for it. Now, the sad thing about this, he thought he was getting into a situation where love could probably prevail. He dumped the other woman, 
He got into this relationship and this woman put him through pure hell. Sex was a constant. She had inherited money in her family where she didn't have to work. Everything, I mean, everything in his life changed. We used to go out to Little J's every once in a while to have drinks. All of that stopped. Didn't hear from him for about two or three years. She had smothered him. Family members were complaining they couldn't get in touch with him, calling us. And we're like, yo, we don't know. It was about five years before we saw him again. At this point, he was working in IT. He got a restraining order against him, got him an apartment. And the way the relationship ended, she pulled a gun on him. But he was brave enough to walk out that door. But she didn't pull the trigger. And he said it was an experience where he had to make a decision for his own best interest. She had smothered him with gifts. Everything was all about her. And he said it wasn't even like I was in a relationship with her. I was just a trophy. I was just something that she collected. Nothing more than that. And he said what was the thing that broke the camel's back was when she told him how hard it was for her to chase down her man. This is what happens with men and women who have this condition. In their mind, their narrative is you belong to them, you are theirs. So the moral of it is, if you have friends and you designate them as friends, take them as a person trying to talk to you and you're not interested, make sure that you don't give them any inclination that a relationship can pursue or take place. Just don't do it. It's funny, I had a lady that I rejected years ago and I'd gotten into a relationship with Monica at the time. And she contacted me one day. And foolish me, I didn't change my number. I got tired of doing that crap after a while. And she asked me, how was I doing? And how was the career going? And what kind of situation I was dealing with romantically? And I told her I'd met a nice woman and we're doing very well together. She says, well, I want to meet her. I said, well, no, I don't think that would be a good idea. I said, after all, you rejected me, so we shouldn't be talking. And she says, I know, but we're still friends. Now, I hadn't talked to this woman in almost two and a half years. But what had happened, all of her ambitions and goals with other men had failed. So I was the next guy down the address book sheet. So what happened? 
she makes a comment. And this one made me hang up the phone. She says, well, I'm sure I can get a guy to go out with us, and then what we could do is double date. Click. Knew exactly what was going on. She was trying to set up something where she could still be in proximity. Now, for the majority of you, you may not ever, ever encounter anyone like this. But this is to give you a heads up on what situations you'll be faced with. 30 years of dating, I have seen some stuff that just made me just shake my head. Now, fellas, let me tell you something. That woman who hones in on you, who's grabbing you by the hand and becoming very defensive, and she's starting the conversation off, and she doesn't want the date to end, and you're like, well, you know, I got to get up to go to work in the morning, but that's okay. Let's drop by my house and we'll pick up some clothes, and then I can come over and spend the night with you. When she's that zealous, look out. Because, see, some of you have a problem with these women leaving the next morning. Let's talk about it. This is a problem that both men and women face occasionally. You meet someone online, you meet them on social media, you meet them in a nightclub or a bar. And you see this person is down to be with you, to go all the way, to have sex with you. Now, some of you can't resist, especially if you hadn't had sex in a long time. You just want to, bam, thank you, ma'am. You want to hook up. And then you guys get together. You take them over to your place foolishly. Something I don't ever recommend. Go to a hotel. Don't go to your place. Don't go to their place. You take them home. You guys have sex. Next morning comes up. You fix breakfast for the individual, thinking that they're going to get their asses out of there and go. No, they have other plans. They want to stay now because they want round two, round three, round four. They want that next day to, they want that last night to bleed into the next day. And you give hints, but the person doesn't get it. It's not that they don't get it. They don't hear it and don't want to hear it. They'll find out what they have. They're in your bed, in your space, you're walking around naked. They're loving it. So you make a suggestion. Hey, come on. Let's go shower. Now you think he's going to wash your ass. He's going to pull on his clothes and he's going to leave. Do wash his clothes. I'm going to wash himself. You guys have sex in the shower. Just give him a send off. And he puts on his clothes. And you manage to get him out of the door. And you start on this project of getting him out the door at around 9 o'clock that morning. You finally get him out at noon. 
may have a lunch, something to eat on the way out. But then he tells you, not that you invite him, he tells you, hey, I'll be back later on tonight. And you're like, oh, no, you know, I'll be over at my sister's. Okay, well, what are you doing tomorrow night? Oh, I'll be here, I'll be there. This is the biggest mistake people make. If you sleep with someone on the first night you meet them, my advice to you is hotel or motel and get your ass out of there before the next morning. Plain and simple. Because, see, if you don't, they're going to think as though, you know, we can start a routine with this. And that's key. You know, a guy that was having a problem in the situation, he met a girl one night at the bar. She was nice looking. And he took her out. We didn't see him until the next weekend when he showed up at the bar by himself. And we're like, man, what happened to old girl? You and old girl. And he's like, man, he said, let me tell you what happened. He said, we went to the hotel that night. We checked in. Next morning came. I thought she was going to leave because the hotel was in his name. He wanted to be out by 11 so he wouldn't have to pay the fee for the next night. He said, old girl took off. That first stuff there came back. It was about 12.45, so he had to pay for another day. That's when he found out she was homeless. And she wanted to move in with him. So he told her, we got to get out of this hotel because it's $105 a night. And we can go over to my place. Foolishly, he allowed her to come over. Well, at that point, he went to work, came back. His house was rearranged. It was cleaned up very well. She had put her clothes in the closet. And at that time, he didn't know what to do. So that weekend, when he was out there with us, we were like, well, where is she? Oh, it should be alone. She had to go and see some of her friends. Oh, okay. They was like, I don't know if I could trust her. I don't know whether or not I'm comfortable with her being in my house. And so we all teased him. We said, no, the reason why you're uncomfortable is because she gave me that pussy and cleaning up your house and you like it. Then he said, yeah, that's true, too. He said, but I don't know where this is going to lead to. Dude went back home that night. This woman had stole him blind of everything that was valuable in this apartment. He was foolish. But see, he was benevolent and empathetic. This is the reason why you don't bring things call him that a thief somebody you didn't know to your house
we have to remember one thing. Even though you classify these people as your friends, a lot of times they're not. They're opportunists. Many times with their own agenda. And in many cases, you as being a part of their agenda is nothing more than just a tool for what they plan on accomplishing. Nothing less than that. So they put you in that position. It's a sad state of affairs, but that's the way things are. And you have to understand that you're useless to them as they see it. Besides that, many times they want to collect you as a trophy, a bragging tool. Many times they want to just get even with you because you turn them down by having sex with them. They may want to embarrass someone else in order to make them jealous by going through you. They may want to feel love, unconditional love, by ingratiating themselves with yourself, your family, friends. They may want to come to you for control, power, prestige. There are very reasons, various, as to why they would like to do this. They really have no one agenda, except for one thing. Whatever they endeavor to do, it's about them, not about you. So if you don't get anything out of this, understand one thing. That distance that many of you put forth when you are not interested in someone, and you call them friend, make sure they're understanding that it's going to be a loose term, not one that has any meaning, not one that has any kind of substance. You're just using that as a measure to distance yourself away from that person. It's a measuring stick, more so than a lifestyle. It's important that you do this because that person will take that quote-unquote friendship to heart. And if you show any indication that you need them for anything or that you're being kind to them, sadly, many of them will take that as an opportunity to try to come back and go for you again. They, they interpret it as you expressing interest in them. It's a hard thing to get rid of sometimes. And they're going to make it very tempting, very inviting. You know, when I told this um, a story before, a friend of mine that had gone to prison, he said that what they would do with the new inmates when he first got there, as they did with a lot of the other ones, when you go to your bunk, they would have commissary and everything laid out on your, on your bunk. But what a lot of these people didn't understand, if you start eating those ramen noodles or whatever they had down there, those cookies, there was a price for that. 
And so he told the guy that owned all that stuff to come take this shit because he knew what was going to go on. And he came in there and scooped up all of this stuff and went on. That's what these folks do. They make it easy for you. Oh, they'll have sex with you in a heartbeat. But you have to determine how serious you are when you designate them as someone you're not interested in. Because I'm telling you, if you ever monkey branch back to them, they're going to give you a ride. They're not going to sit there and passively think that, well, you know, they reconsidered, and maybe we could have a wonderful relationship. Most often, it's going to be they know that you turned them down before, so there's a good possibility you can fail them again as they see it. You notice I said the word fail, not disappoint. Because from their perspective, it's an obligation on your part to be with them as they see it. Because the way they look at it, I've obligated myself to you. And you never once obligated yourself to me. And these people are very quick to ask for a commitment from you. And they will ask it in a different type of way. You know how some people say, hey, are we dating exclusively or whatever? No. They'll say something like, so would you consider me a close friend? A trusted friend? A confidant? In other words, what they're doing is they're telling you the title that they would like to have. And boy, once you agree, they're going to wear that just like People wear stripes in the military. They'll be loyal to their own cause. I know it's kind of sad to say, and it's sad that people stoop to this low in order to be accepted. But this is what they do. Because the pain of rejection hurts so much for these folks that this is their only recourse as they see it. This is their coping tool. This is their therapy. Their therapy, as they see it, is to cling on to somebody that does not want them. Their therapy is to not feel as though they're rejected. The reason being, they go by what makes them feel good. See, the one thing you have to understand about a person who has a problem with dysfunction or disorder, they go for the path of least resistance, whatever will make them feel better immediately. A drug addict wants drugs to feel better. A person who doesn't feel love wants that to feel better. And they can reinterpret whatever you say to fit their narrative. Yeah, I think we'll be friends. They'll go and tell their friends, well, she and I are close friends. Since when? 
the woman just said she'll be friends with you, not close friends. But they'll embellish it and make it whatever they would like it to be. Because in that way, they could digest it a little bit better. Rejection is a tough thing, folks. And some people don't know how to handle it. Some people don't. Some people prefer to go into denial. That river in Africa. And that river of delusion in people's mind. Thank you for listening, folks. And take care. Romantic Truth would like to take this opportunity and applaud our listeners and over 40 countries for their support. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. The views and opinions of this podcast does not reflect those of Romantic Truth, Anchor, Spotify, or any of its affiliates. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host and guests, and should not be deemed as professional guidance, advice, or a professional practice. In the event you may need professional assistance, contact your local federal, state, or county agencies for specific assistance in social services, family counseling, or mental health services. For all medical, legal, and financial services please contact the appropriate licensed and certified professionals within your region. The music that is provided on this podcast that is not provided by Anchor is used under waiver by Jaws and One Music for fair use. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.